I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. So today we are reviewing the, the movies from the last weekend. For Hallmark Christmas. Yes, and it is. We're really into November now. Can you believe we're only a couple of weeks away from Thanksgiving? <laughs> How are we already halfway through almost? What oh, it the seems heck? crazy. It seems crazy. I don't like it. I know it's going so fast. So this weekend, there was Gingerbread Miracle, Next Stop Christmas, A Christmas Treasure, all on Hallmark. And then there was also a Mrs. Miracle Christmas on Movies and Mysteries. The first movie, Gingerbread Miracle, I I watched all the movies. Did you? You did not watch. I didn't watch Gingerbread Miracle, no. Well, I, we weren't really going to talk about it because it is not one of the ones that was picked as a review, but I will tell you. I really liked it. Because <laughs> you now have this like huge crush on John Ecker, right? It is no joke. I kind of want to rewatch it because I love him so much in this movie. I mean, this does make me want to watch it more since you like really like this dude. He was so cute and you could tell he really liked her. And it was like, come on, guys, just get it together. <laughs> I just have to say about him, wow, I like him a lot. I did not know who he was before this, but I like him a lot. (laughs) Well, thanks to one of our listeners, they shared some movies that he is in on our Instagram. So I'm going to look him up. (laughs) Yeah, you can watch some of his stuff and see if you like him or anything else. Yep. And then the other one that I was just going to mention really quick was The Great Christmas Switch with Sarah Lynn. And this was on the GAC family. I also watched watched this one. (laughs) skip it (laughs) and her hair and her hair is bad (laughs) yeah the picture i saw not good not good no i don't know why she always has hair problems that's all i've got for those two but the first one that we are going to review which was my pick for last week was is next stop christmas and i loved this movie i loved this movie (laughs) (laughs) it was cute so this one had chandler massey and Lindsay fonseca and she basically gets on a train and goes back in time. And it's one of those where they kind of try and figure out what they're supposed to do and fix, quote unquote, their future. Yes. Just to give a reminder to people. Yeah. And I don't usually necessarily like these movies that much. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not good. Mm-hmm. But this one I thought was really well done. And it was yeah. really funny. It was funny and it was different. Like the way she went back and the way they kept doing it. Because normally in these movies, they go back to the past and then they're there and they might run into the person, you know, who sent them back. But it's all Mm -hmm. in one kind of thing. And then, you know, eventually they go back to the future. Whereas in this one, she goes to the past. But then whenever she goes to sleep, she wakes up on the train with the guy who sent her. So you get these interrupted moments where she's not always there. And it's like, well, what am I doing wrong? Or what am I supposed to be doing kind of thing, you know? So Uh it was a little different of a setup. I agree that it was super funny. I wrote down two quotes. I have a couple of quotes too. So I wonder if we wrote down the same ones. No, I have one quote. I have a couple of quotes from a Christmas treasure. So, okay. So I wrote down, these both had Lindsay's character And her so the first one is when her sister is trying to be like, well, you and your best friend, who is her love interest in this movie, you guys should get together because he's good looking, single. And Lindsay's character is just like, he's fine. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't notice those things. Right, right. (laughs) I just had to laugh because her like 
witty little rejoinders were funny. And then the second one I wrote down was, so since she's in the past, she obviously knows the future. So her dad's up on the roof and she's like concerned for him. And she's like, he's going to break his neck one Christmas. And then she's like, oh, wait, no, he's not. Because <laughs> that was funny. she knows he doesn't break his neck in the next 10 years. So yeah. I just had to laugh. Yeah, I thought that was funny too. And I actually like they promote the part where she like blurts out that she's from the future. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this looks kind of dorky. I don't know how I feel about this. But the scene was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be because mm-hmm. his reaction and the way that they kind of played off each other was really good. Oh, yeah. Like when she basically had to prove to him that she's from the future and then like the event happened as proof i just was like this is oh, yeah. too funny <laughs> he's he's gonna do kind of on a gumball drop yeah gumdrop and she's like oh you you choked on it he's choking on a gumdrop mind you and she's like oh look at that did you choke on a what it, what is that a gumdrop yeah she just like mosey is on over you know like taking her time because she warned him and he didn't believe her and lo and behold he's choking yep <laughs> so i thought that was funny and kind of along the lines of like saving his life technically with the choking thing i liked that she was like a neurosurgeon yeah I me too was a very like high up very smart um occupation that we don't normally get to see from like any of our main characters so it's like ooh, that's cool yeah and the opening was like Grey's Anatomy <laughs> that's what I felt like because you know everyone I'm I'm re-binging Grey's Anatomy for like the hundredth time and I'm like whoa it's not like I even switched shows or anything <laughs> well and what was funny is they like scanned down from her onto the body of the person and I'm like are they gonna really show like Grey's Anatomy <laughs> would show you what's happening and I was like okay so this is the hallmark version of Grey's Anatomy because there was definitely no blood no gore no nothing <laughs> yeah it was but it safe. made you it wonder for clean. a second <laughs> yeah you're like what am I getting myself into here <laughs> Um, so the quote that I had was the the train conductor said this. He said, sometimes what we want is not what we need, but they say the magic of Christmas will find you wherever you are. I thought, hmm. oh, that's cute. I like the magic of Christmas is going to find you. That is cute. And this movie did have a lot of magic. The one thing I could have done without as far as Christmas magic was this weird Christmas time portal near the end for the train. I don't think we needed that to appear to get the fact that she's going back to the future or whatever. I loved it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I was like, this is so (laughs) random and too much. I don't need this. The only reason I loved it was because normally you don't see that. Like, it's not normally. Like, it's more like a, you know, like, on like Christmas comes twice. She gets on the carousel and it goes around and it's like all of a sudden she just ends up there and you're, it's like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. But the reason that I really loved it was because he was standing there watching her get on the train after the phone call. Spoiler. The phone call. He's She's like, I love you. And he's like, wait for me. And she's like, I can't wait for you. Meet me in 10 years at blah, blah, blah. And it's like she and so he's sitting there watching the train go with her on it through the portal and his, the look on his face. I was like this poor man Mm. yeah i just felt like they could have still done it without the 
portal. <laughs> like, just have a cloud of snow falling or something, and so it disappears into the snowfall. Yeah. Well, it was definitely, I wonder if it was meant to be, since it had Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd in it, is it a kind of a nod to Back to the Future? Because that they had be. that electrical kind of thing is how he went through time. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it was kind of like a nod to that. I guess I could I could see that. That would make sense, I guess. Still felt low budget to me, but whatever. <laughs> it's okay. Everything else was not low budget, I felt like. so. Yeah, everything else was nice. Um, I will say there were two very random things that I wrote down here. Three okay. really random things that I wrote down here. But one of them was when she goes to the bar and she sees him at the bar and he has been there for six months and never mm-hmm. called her. I really wanted to drink whatever their drinks were. <laughs> They did look good. They were very pretty. They were. I don't know what was in them, but I I was like, I would have ordered that. You know what my focus was on in that bar scene was... The fact that the girl, the friend is like totally hitting on him? Nope. That wasn't what I was focused on, although I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I liked that he wore glasses. I was like, oh, we have a leading man wearing glasses. Of course, he doesn't wear them in the past, which is the majority of the movie. But I mean, I guess at least he wears them in the future. I don't know. It's just something different. Like there are people that wear glasses all the time, aka me. And <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's it's different. And you notice when someone's wearing them yeah. in the movie, especially if they're like a leading character. Yeah. So I liked it. And then I was like sad when he didn't have them anymore. I was like, oh, that's what I noticed. Yeah. I did like the glasses too. I wonder if they were trying because he looks basically exactly the same. So I wonder if the glasses were an attempt to make it very clear past him, future him. Yeah. To try and mature him a little bit. Yeah. Because she, I was was wondering about how they were going to do it with her. Her hair is basically the same, but in the future she wore a lot more makeup than she did in the past. And she looked, she definitely looked younger, I felt like, in the past, especially on the train when she first gets on the train. I didn't even notice, like, because I still thought she looked basically the same. I didn't notice the makeup thing. But I never noticed that, really, unless it's truly, like, outlandish. The other very random thing, I did not, this was, like, one of those things that, like, oh, look, they screwed up the filming of it because they're like, hey, Henrik, would you like to hang the first ornament? And he's like, yeah. And then he goes to put the first ornament on there and there's already two ornaments on the tree. I didn't notice that either. (laughs) But that's really funny that they already had ornaments on there. I know. The tree was empty until they did the close-up of him putting the ornament on the tree. And they chose the wrong shot. They sure did. (laughs) Wow. That's pretty funny, actually. Oh, and then another random thing. When she falls asleep the first time, Mm -hmm. did you notice how awkward it was? She, like, fell asleep fast. It was, like, on the couch. She, like, laid her head down and out, and then is back awake again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I felt it was kind of fast, but also it's a movie. We don't really want to watch her just staring out a window and then slowly, realistically falling asleep. Well, no, but I just kind of thought that maybe... It would be more like not like drastic. The other times that she showed up there, it was kind of like she went to bed and then she's there, you know, or whatever. So I felt like the other ones were better. That one was just not as good. Hmm. I didn't feel like. I feel like all of them were pretty fast. It was like as soon as her eyes closed in the attempt to sleep, she just popped up in the train. (laughs) Like, okay, you're back. (laughs) Maybe it was meant to be funny. You know, how did you feel about the parents' storyline? 
I like this, the parents' storyline. A part of me was like, they had these problems eight years prior to officially getting divorced. I feel like that's a long time. And then also their problem was once their kids left, there was like nothing else for them to talk about. They'd like said everything they had to say. And so there wasn't any interest anymore. And I feel like that's a problem of prioritizing your children over your relationship with your spouse. I 100% agree. (laughs) Yeah. So I was just like, well, you shouldn't have maybe done this. You know, we don't know how they raised them, but it sounds like that's what it was. And that's a little warning to people. But I liked that they were able to, I guess, I don't know how them seeing each other at this ball where they first met magically solved their problems. I feel like it didn't magically solve their problems, but it made specifically the dad remember what it was like and wanting to work towards getting that back I felt like the mom kind of wanted to work on things but the dad Mm -hmm. was just like didn't know how to deal with it so he saw her again and spoiler this I loved the orchestrated time he where he's talking about it with Aunt Mert and then he's saying oh and then at like nine o'clock I turned around and she walked in the door and she walks in the door wearing the same dress she was wearing 30 years earlier and it was like oh now I like he was finally reconnected with the feelings that he felt for her that he had kind of been hiding from yeah because he 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 seemed kind of checked out the whole movie Mm-hmm. And it was kind of annoying. I agree. So I, I, I guess I kind of like their storyline. I didn't totally understand the sister's storyline as far as how did Lindsay going back to the past get her sister to get them to like adopt a daughter earlier than what was they, happening before? It didn't help them adopt earlier. It helped that he went into family law and helped them get the daughter. Okay. At the normal time. And I think a lot of it was the fact that she was out of it and and not connected with the sister. Like their relation, their broken relationship that she's blissfully unaware of at this point in time. Which is pretty much everything about that. She was like, this is not anything that I remember. The only thing that she knew that she was right about was not marrying the guy. Yeah. Otherwise, that whole Christmas was not as she remembered, which I guess is true to life, you know? Yeah. We always see things. What's interesting is I I was just thinking of um, there's I was looking through the movies to see who is coming up in them and kind of writing things about them. And somebody in an upcoming movie is going to be is from Big Little Lies. And he Mm -hmm. he's married to Zoe Kravitz character in that and she said in one of the the very first episode is we don't see we don't see things the way they are we see things the way we are Hmm. right so Mm -hmm. it's like we everything that we're perceiving through life is is through the lens of of us and how we view things and I felt like that was kind of like this whole this whole movie was kind of like that she was she was very self-absorbed and she sell everything through the lens of her being self-absorbed yeah that's true that's a good line from that show (laughs) I loved that line I was like wow how profound I know I haven't watched it so I didn't watch too many episodes. All right. So it is time to rate Next Up Christmas. So for style, I gave it a four because I really just liked all of her coats. Her coats were good. (laughs) I thought they were all very pretty. And I did like her mom's dress. And I liked her dress at the end, especially the color. 
Um, I gave it a five. I really liked this. I liked the aesthetic of the whole thing. I think her outfits. I liked the guys' outfits. I don't know. I I just like the whole thing. I agree, and I liked the ball and all, the way everybody was dressed and stuff. But mm-hmm. I did write down randomly. I don't know if you noticed this. So there's a sideline where the boyfriend is jealous of the best friend who she's meant to be with. So she talks this girl Chloe into <laughs> pretending to be his girlfriend. Yeah. Which is kind of dumb. And they were sitting on a couch. Did you notice that she had these bow earrings on? No. Okay, they were the cutest thing. I was like, I really love them. They were like big. I don't know. I liked them a lot. <laughs> so they jumped it up to a five for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Way to go, Hallmark jewelry team. Yep. Okay, so for setting, I also gave it a four. Just because I really liked that train. I don't know. It felt very Christmassy with everything. I loved the train, but I also loved the outside of the house with the mm-hmm. fireplace specifically. The whole aesthetic of the house, I really liked, so I gave it a five. Oh, dear. Is this going to be like fives all across the board? Because that's why I feel like you're going to you're ending Almost. up with. All right. Storyline, I gave it a four as well because it was, you know, it, it was different from the usual go to the past, change things, storylines. Okay. I gave it a four and a half. And the only reason I knocked it down to a four and a half is because I'm kind of over this. They go back to the future. And how do they know what's happened over the last 10 years? Because they've now changed the whole thing. And they're in the future. It's not like he showed up on that night because that's when they were going to decided to meet. It's like now they're actually together. And yeah, they've been together for like the past 10 years. How does she remember it? I think that was like magic because she was saying how, oh, yeah, it's coming. It's coming to me now. Like the things he was talking about, she was knowing. So I think like just their memories change and it just takes some time to adjust. So then does she not remember going back to the past because now or does she have memories of both of her lives? I think it's memories of both. Oh, that would be so hard to handle. I, four and a half for sure. I mean, I don't know for sure if she remembers both, but... <laughs> I'm just saying, I can't remember the stuff from my own life, more or less having to figure out which part is real and which part is the old real. Yeah, that's that's just a question I always have for the time travel stuff, though. Yeah, I always wonder about it. That's So funny. then I just nixed it down, but I did really like the storyline. Okay. And then Christmas trees, I gave it a five for Christmas spirit it. and decor and all of it. I gave it a five, too. Which means that this movie is a love. I spoiled that at the beginning. <laughs> well, I didn't spoil it for me. So it's a love. That is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, gosh. So the next movie is The People's Choice. And this came on right after Next Stop Christmas. You <laughs> I laugh. I don't know why. The- <laughs> I was not expecting you to say The People's Choice. And I don't know. I just went to like The People's Choice Awards. <laughs> goes to yes that's what we're doing (laughs) mrs miracle christmas Ah. and this one had caitlin doubleday and steve lund basically they have to take care of caitlin's nana and get back into the christmas spirit after grieving the loss of her grandpa and some other things uh i really like this movie i actually watched it before next stop christmas so well you're very you always want to save the one that you think is going to be best for, for last. last. And we'll get to that. But yeah. 
<laughs> that doesn't sound promising. <laughs> but this one, I agree. I thought it was really a cute movie. There were several things that I really liked about it. But one thing I did not like about it is how come she's pulling out of her purse letters of recommendations and stuff and they have stamps on them and she's handing them to people. Oh, my gosh, Carrie. I noticed this in the commercial. <laughs> I noticed the stamps, too, but I wouldn't say I disliked or, you know, whatever. It was weird, uh, but. <laughs> it was weird. Know. And I'm just maybe, being picky. Maybe it was stamps that people like mailed these into her. So she just left them in their envelopes. Oh, maybe that would be make it more justified. I did not adjust my scores, though, for that. I just thought it was weird. <laughs> well, maybe you should adjust your scores. Just saying. Let's see. So a lot of my notes are kind of serious-ish. But this was, well, this was a normal Christmas or Hallmark Channel movie. It wasn't a Movies no. and Mysteries movie. No, it was Movies and Mysteries. Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that makes more sense then. Yes. Uh, but the lighthearted ones are, I loved Nana. She's hilarious. And I really like that actress who I should have looked up, but she's been in other things like Five Star Christmas where she was really funny. She was so funny in that. And I just, I just love her so much. So really liked her. And then I also just kind of liked the character Mercy, who was kind of helping Mrs. Miracle. And like the one scene that I thought was cute and funny was when Steve Lund was shopping for a present for his wife. And she's like, oh, I didn't see... I recognize you. You were here with your daughter. And he's like, oh, I don't have one. She's like, I didn't see you with your daughter. He's like, no. And then she's like, you will. And he's like, I don't even have a daughter. <laughs> she's like, you will. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I'm just like, that's so cute. Because that was very, cute. you know, their whole thing is they they fostered a child and then the mom's the mom wanted the child back. So they didn't have him anymore. And Steve Lund really wants a child again. Caitlin loves children, but is afraid to open herself up that way again. And that's kind of the conflict we have, which leads us into the sad thing or not sad, but serious thing where he had the social worker put them down to foster again without talking to his wife first. I know. That's just unacceptable. And then he didn't, he tried to talk to her about it a couple times and then chickened out, you big old chicken. Yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh. And then it also reminded me of, if anybody watches New Amsterdam, this is kind of a spoiler kind of thing, but there is a couple on there that foster and one of the husbands really wanted another kid and the other one wasn't down for it because they had like four already and he literally started the process over again without the other's consent and I'm just like people you can't do this these are kids and (laughs) you you don't want the other one resenting a kid no either so I was like not one that's being brought into the home it's not like your own yeah and with fosters you just get the call right it's not necessarily planned it could be late at night and if you're not expecting that like no you you just don't do it sir but otherwise he was a very good husband and it was just very sweet when he was telling her that he'd be okay with it just being the two of them forever because she can't have kids and they are still a family even without kids which I think is important because a lot of people like define a family as parents with children. Yeah. Well, and I'm not going to lie. The moment that I fell in love with Steve Lund's character is the tea parties. Who doesn't love a man who will sit and have a tea party with a little girl, especially a little girl that is not his little girl? Which sounds a little weird, but he was staying at his friend's house and it was the friend's daughter. (laughs) 
Just watch the movie, guys. Yes. It was sweet. It was endearing. It was very cute. It was not I, creepy at all. No. I was just like, oh, Steve Lund. I know. Like, as if we couldn't love you anymore. You do this. He was just very sweet. And this goes to his all like fighting for them, like wanting saying they're still family when because she actually suggests she doesn't say the word, but she suggests like divorce. Yep. Because he wants kids and she can't give him children and she's not willing to foster at that time because she's scared. And I'm like, whoa, this is pretty deep and like divergent for Hallmark. Well, and I didn't write it down, but I did love his response to Nana when he leaves where he's like, I'm leaving, but I'm not giving up on her. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just giving her some space. Yeah. So he went to stay at his friend's house for a couple of nights and was but he was like, I'm not giving up. And I was like, I love this. Mm -hmm. That it's very clear, like, I know you need space and you need a little bit to think about things, but so I'm going to be nice to you and I'm going to go stay somewhere else, but I, I, I want you. And I just thought, men, (laughs) I think more of them should be like Steve Lund's character in this movie. Yeah, I, I wish. On the other side of this conversation, like if we love Steve Lund's character and him as a husband, there is Caitlin Doubleday's character's dad in the movie who after her mom died, he basically just started a whole other family (laughs) and she stayed with her Nana. So there's like this conflict between her and her dad and they have this dinner, which I appreciated this conversation because it turned out like he wanted to have dinner and talk with Caitlin's character because his daughter with his new wife was in therapy and saying that he wasn't present as a dad. And he made a comment about, well, I don't know what she's talking about because, you know, I, you know, as if he has been better with her, but he does know he messed up with Caitlin's character and he's trying to fix it. And I'm glad like they got through their stuff. And then at the end, she was like, and you really need to talk to your other daughter because what she's feeling is real. If she doesn't think you were present, you know, those feelings are real. And just because you don't think, you know, you don't believe that's true doesn't mean it's not true for her. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And again, different for Hallmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's so it so touches on something that's so prevalent. I feel like it goes back to we see things the way we are. You know, mm-hmm. the dad seeing the things the way he is, and he doesn't. He didn't realize he didn't probably didn't even think he did anything wrong with her character until the other daughter said something and was like, yeah, but I and then realized, oh, crap, but I treated my first daughter so much worse, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, dads, they're a lot. (laughs) Family situations are hard. And this movie highlighted a huge array of them. I felt. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of things going on, but it didn't feel like it was too much going on. I think it all came together pretty well, actually. So kudos to the writers for that. And then the last comment I have is a quote. And it's a quote, too. I wonder if it's the same one. I I kind of feel like it might be the same one. So it's near the end. And Mm -hmm. it's when she says, I'm ready to see the joy again. Oh, that's not the one that I have. Ooh, okay. I just appreciated her saying that, like, Mm -hmm. I'm ready to open myself up and not focus on the past or on, like, wallowing in this dark place that I've been. She's choosing to choose something else. Mm -hmm. Um, But mine is also about joy. And it was from a Mrs. It was from Mrs. Miracle, Mm. who said, joy is so infectious. That's why it's my preferred emotion. Aw, 
That was cute. I just love joy. It's actually one of my favorite words. <laughs> now, I, is, is joy your favorite from what, Inside what Out? Oh. Have you seen Inside Out? <laughs> I have seen Inside Out, but no. I've just always loved the word. I like, okay, for one, it's a weird thing. I like writing J's and Y's. So there's one thing. I like writing J's also. But then it's just like a happy looking word. And then you throw in the definition and I don't know. I just love joy. So I don't feel it that often, (laughs) which is just a whole other story. But I I just love the word joy. Now, what was your line that you liked again? I'm ready to see the joy again. See, well, maybe you just need to say that to yourself some more. Yeah, that's probably why I connected with it. Probably true. I have a question for you. Okay. Am I the only person who felt like, I didn't feel this at the beginning, but as the thing went on, I felt like the wife reminded me of Laura Vandervoort. So I didn't feel that way when I was watching it. You saying that kind of made me I can see why you would say that. Like, I don't know that I completely agree. Anything, yeah. But it's just something about her just made, reminded me of her. I of could Laura. see that. And then my random, I loved, I love a Mary Poppins bag. <laughs> and it was even funnier because this Mary Poppins bag is not like a big Mary Poppins bag, like Mary Poppins. It was a tiny purse. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Every time she pulled some random thing out that, you know, could not possibly fit and their, their faces, especially Nana's. And like, <laughs> when she goes and tells Caitlin's character, like, she's an angel. How does she an know angel. this stuff? She brought cookies. <laughs> How does she know? <laughs> I know? How did she know my friend's names? I never told them their names. She must be an angel. <laughs> she was too cute. But yeah, I liked the bag thing too. The only part that was kind of awkward with Mrs. Miracle's character was I felt at the beginning, sometimes the delivering of the lines, like the acting was a little odd for me. I don't know. It just felt a little too, like, fake. Okay. I think that this is kind of how the story is written, though. Um, mm. ha- have you seen any of the other mir- misses or whatever miracle no. ones? Okay. Mm-mm. So I feel like you. Sh- there's one called Mr. Miracle. The guy is so fake. It's hor- <laughs> it's, I, I started it because I was, like, curious. I was like, I haven't seen this one. Why haven't I seen this one? Well, because I started it before and I couldn't get past the character. And mm. he was, like, he's, like, one of these, like, I can't think of who he reminds me of, but... It's like another actor who's just like over the top and kind of like just a little bit crazy. And so I wonder if it's the way that it's intended because Hmm. they kind of don't fit in because they're angels, right? Maybe, but it didn't last that long and it didn't totally annoy me and I still liked her. But yeah, Yeah. the beginning is like, "Eh, I don't know, but yeah. All right. So for style, I only gave it a three because there wasn't anything spectacular. You're going to laugh at me. I mean, I don't know if this should technically fall into style or not, but I bumped it up to the four because Mrs. Miracle in her car, that was some style. I knew you were going to say the car. I knew it, (laughs) which I really liked the scene with the Nana in the car, but I'll, I'll, Uh, okay, I'll I'll let you give it a four. Because she had the Carolina blue bag. (laughs) I can appreciate that. Oh gosh. She got everything for Carrie. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay, uh, for setting, I also gave it a three. I didn't Me think too. it was that special either. Okay. Storyline, though, I gave it a five. Oh, I gave it a four. What brought it down for you? 
Well, you know, I love the funny ones a lot better than the very serious ones. Oh, okay. Um, and I mean, there were funny parts about this, so it's not like it was all totally serious. But in general, I tend to go towards the more funny ones. But um, I think in the middle, kind of, it felt kind of slow at points. I don't know. I just didn't give it a five. It's okay. But I'm and not then... against a five. Just not my score. <laughs> <laughs> and then for Christmas trees, I gave it a four. Me too. Woohoo. And it's a love. I gave it a love. Yay. Two love. And I think we no. might diverge on the next one. <laughs> I think we do diverge. I'm kind of disappointed that you did not, that you're apparently not liking this movie as much as I think you thought you were going to like it. Yeah. So we're talking about Christmas Treasure, and it had Jordan Sparks and Michael Xavier, where she's a writer that's trying to leave her small town to move to New York and, like, make it. But that wasn't really, I mean, that was part of the storyline, but I didn't feel like that was really the storyline. To me, the storyline is the grandfather and the time capsule. I mean, her moving played into it because, spoiler, deciding that maybe moving isn't really what she wants you know, but it, that all came through the time capsule. Like the time capsule wasn't even, I don't think I even knew about it until the preview. And then I didn't even realize it was going to play as big of a part as it actually did. Yeah. Th- this makes sense now why I think you like this movie more than me. Because you like the history thing and the time capsule thing and like the ancestry thing, which played a part with the grandfather. So I think that, that makes true. sense why you would like this better better than me because I just thought it was kind of boring and dragged. See, and I felt like it dragged from probably the 30 minute mark until like the hour mark, but then I felt like after the hour mark, it got better. See, I don't, I just kind of lost interest around the middle. And then after that, I was not even paying that much attention because I was like, this is boring. I'm so sad for you. I know because I thought I was going to really like it because it had Jordan. You saved it to the last so that you would get the one you really liked at the end. I know. And it was a disappointment. And she sang and it was still a disappointment. Can we talk about the singing, though? Okay. I will say, I don't know if you put this down as something you were going to comment on. I kind of liked the song at the beginning. I felt like it was a good opening song. Well, I really didn't even notice the song at the beginning. I I just noticed the song she sang. Who are we? Literally in the movie. (laughs) Who are we? We have swapped places. Well, it's because it's from her Christmas album. And I didn't even know she had a Christmas album. So I didn't recognize it because I haven't listened to it. Oh, yeah. But you all you seem to I don't know. Anyway, I, I know I songs it. that I listen to and I know. Sure, I listen to a lot, but I don't listen to everything. OK. Oh, Holy Night. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs. It, I thought it was so good. It was so. Pretty. And I've decided that this is why I don't have a boyfriend. What? How I'm, does, I'm, how does I Oh, Holy to- Night <laughs> Well, did you see the way he looked at her and he was just like, I need a skill that I can like sing and then I like totally impress someone and they just can't stand to not have me in their life. That's what I'm missing. This is what I love about these movies because that's the exact look that I love and I want in all of my books and all my movies. <laughs> but um, I, I completely understand, Carrie. I feel the same way. I don't know how to develop that skill. <laughs> I guess I could hand someone a, my books, but that feels kind of awkward. I know. Especially considering the content. Like, I feel like that's very forward, too. <laughs> I can't read this. Probably. <laughs> you, oh, go to, you go to do like a book reading 
and you gotta you gotta pick the right thing unless your goal is to make them embarrassed like me last last episode or two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. See, I think my goal would be to weed out the ones who have a problem with it. If uh, they can't handle it or anything, if they then I'd be like, mm, probably not for me. Too judgy or something. Yeah. All right. So then she's saying this Christmas, which is the one where I was like, I would sing it right now if I could remember what the song is, because I love the song. <laughs> but you could remember it. <laughs> this Christmas. Yeah. Carrie, sing it. No. Uh, Two seconds. I know. <laughs> I, I, I got all in my, my, my nervousness and I can't do it. I actually but, don't really know the words except for this Christmas. Fireflies caroling through the night and this Christmas with... Anyway. Okay. See, <laughs> so you got me to do it. Yay! Uh, every week we'll try. I was really surprised at how much of that song that they sang. She sang like two verses of it. Yeah. I mean, they really wanted to showcase her singing talents. Mm. I wonder if she's like, the, I've seen your movies before and when you have singers, they don't really sing that much. So I need to extend this out. That would be kind of cool if she puts it in her contract. I need to sing yeah. at least this much to also promote my singing career. Because you yeah. know what? I looked up. So first I looked up this Christmas on Spotify because so she was in the I'm pretty sure she was in the movie this Christmas from like 2007. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's going to sing this song again. Didn't she already sing this in a movie? But that song is not on Spotify. So I don't think she's singing in that movie. She's singing a different one. But whenever I was looking up, she only has like four albums from she has 2007, 2009, and then 2015, and then a 2020 Christmas album. So she really doesn't oh. have that many, she took <laughs> as many as I thought. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I know I think she got, I don't know if she's married, but I know she had a kid. I think she got married. Yeah, I think she's married too. But yeah, hmm. she didn't have as much as I expected. Well, I liked her singing parts. I thought mm-hmm. it was really good. Same. Um, I have a couple of quotes. Okay. The one that made me really laugh was when the aunt asks him, like, uh, they're shopping for presents. And the aunt's like, oh, something about should she get um, get her some earrings? And he's like, oh, I didn't know she had her ears pierced. <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> I did laugh. <laughs> it sounded like such a thing that a guy would say, though. Like, oh, I didn't know her totally. ears were pierced. And what I liked about it is it's setting the stage that he's not super observant, but then mm-hmm. he makes the effort to be observant. Yeah. And that's so attractive. So I'm seeing a theme in the men this weekend. They are attentive, observant yeah. listeners. <laughs> yes. Um, I also loved when he told her that he was falling. I'm sure that was a very cute scene. <clears throat> I can't remember it. Well, I, I was like, checked out by that point, I'm sure. I like the I'm falling for you line, which is probably going to get overplayed because I've heard it a lot more recently, but it's it seems more realistic than the I love you. Or I'm in love with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm falling for you is like, clearly I'm getting to the love part, but it's like, I'm on my way. I'm not like scaring you off because now I've known you for two weeks and I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and there were lots of like lights behind them. And I thought the filming was really pretty with them standing there and both of them having these like Christmas lights blurred in the background. It sounds pretty. <clears throat> I'm sure it was very pretty. <laughs> so, and then the last one was... 
I can't remember who said this now that I wrote this down. Um, I think it might have been him. It's Christmas and that's when the magic happens. I just liked it. Ooh, I do remember that. I like the idea of Christmas. Like, I felt like this whole weekend was kind of Christmas magic. Yeah, I would agree with that, too. There's a lot of magic happening. There was an almost kiss. Did you pay attention to this scene at all? I don't remember an almost kiss, so probably not. So they're sitting on a bench by themselves and they're about to kiss. And then her phone rings. And I was thinking, that's when you throw your phone. (laughs) (laughs) And you kiss the guy. Oh my gosh. I was much more invested in this couple than you were. Yes, you were. Even though I liked both of them, it was just boring. The only, so I have, my comments all fit in the ratings except for one, which is just very, very random. And it's the fact that, so she's writing a novel and the novel focuses on a romance during the Spanish Civil War. And that just stood out to me because I'm like, who writes about the Spanish Civil War? And then I looked it up. It was only for three years, 1936 to 1939. I'm like, this is such a very specific time period that <laughs> to is write a very about. Specific time period. So I just that stood out to me. It's very random. It has no bearing on the story at all. But I was just like, this is so odd. Three years out of time that you're like, I want to write my love story here. So Stephanie, can you even imagine writing? About a love story in the Spanish Civil War and then having to be historically accurate with your words? (laughs) No, I cannot. It's very specific. (laughs) No, I cannot. I would not choose that time. Stephanie, I can't believe that you used that word. That word was not used. (laughs) It's anachronistic. Oh, my gosh. I hate those comments so much. Ugh. Oh, Stephanie. Okay. All right. Um, I did like the beacon at the end, which I don't know if you noticed that or not. But when they actually kissed, the beacon went off. That came out oh, of the time capsule. cute. I didn't notice that. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's rate it. All right. For style, I gave it a three. And... Maybe I should have given it lower because, so I didn't notice this myself originally, but my sister was watching it off and on next to me and she noticed this. And once she said it, then I noticed. And I'm kind of surprised you haven't said anything yet, Carrie. But it was Jordan's. I, don't think I noticed it. It was Jordan's makeup first at the party when she sang, and then another scene in the office. I guess she has like yellow foundation, so basically her face looked yellow, and then her lighter neck, which was her real skin color. And once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. She looked like well, Courtney suggested she looked like a Simpson, and. I kind of agreed. So maybe I should have dropped them down because of that, but I kept it at a three average. I gave it a five because I liked all of her outfits. I thought she looked really nice in her hair and stuff like that. I can't believe you didn't notice the makeup thing. That seems like Did something not you would notice, notice, which is funny because that is something that I normally would notice. But I feel like even though there's so many colors of makeup these days, I feel like sometimes matching colors is really hard. Granted, you have a professional doing it. So yeah, they didn't mess really up other people's why stuff. You can't. Huh? They didn't mess up other people's stuff in the movie. So it's like, I don't know, do better. Hallmark. Maybe, I don't know. Okay, what do you got so, on the next one? Setting, I gave it a three as well. Because again, nothing really stood out. Except for now, I I didn't really take off points for this, but it falls in this category and I made it a note. So I'm not a tree decorating guru and I don't expect perfection or anything, right? I just put the stuff on the tree in kind of a nice order. But I did notice 
on a couple of trees that the ribbons looked off like weird on it. Like they were just kind of thrown and in not any like just going around the tree in an, in an order or like a zigzag or something. They were just haphazardly. It just did not look right. And if I noticed it and I don't even care about that kind of stuff, then it's not good. See, what's funny is I this is not what I thought you were going to say because I did not notice this. But I did think when they had their tree decorating scene, I was like, this tree, if you were really decorating this tree, this tree would look horrid. They're like, they've like that was one of the them. whole thing. They've decorated the whole thing with the with the ornaments and everything. And then he's like, I think we need more lights. And I was like, really hard to put lights on a tree and make it look good after ornaments are on it. This is true. And I also wrote down, now this might be a dumb question, but do you usually wrap a tree with the lights on or off? I usually wrap with them on, I think. Okay. Because I was like, man, it's got to be hot wrapping with them on. So I think I wrap them with their off. I mean, I, I check them before I wrap the tree to make sure they work. But then I wrap them with them off. See, I wrap them with them on so that I can place them when I'm putting them on. Yeah, because you're more like meticulous about that than I am. Yeah, because I also wrap the inside of the tree before wrapping the outside of the tree. I don't I'm, do that. I'm anal retentive tree <laughs> decorator. <laughs> She's the one you want having decorate your tree. <laughs> What's funny is I saw something. I was watching something and... I think it was on Instagram or somebody something and somebody was putting up a Christmas tree and they're like, are you going to go back and move the tree, the ornaments that the kids put on the Christmas tree after oh my they're done? And she's like, yep, I sure am. <laughs> and I was like, that would totally be me. Or I had the idea that when I have kids, my kids can have their own Christmas tree in their bedroom that they can decorate with all their ornaments and mm. it can be decorated however they want them to be. <laughs> That's cute. See, I would like them to have their own tree as well. And we still do the main tree. I, but I'm like, I like trees in all rooms and I really don't care about that sort of thing. Unless it looks absolutely terrible. Like all ornaments are only on like one section of a tree, period. And it's blank everywhere else. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> That's an extreme example though. Uh, okay. So I gave it a four for set mostly because I liked the little newspaper thing. And with all the little trinkets and the things and the, I don't know. I just like that room that they had at the thing, mm -hmm. the newspaper office. And I thought the town was cute. So four. Well, Storyline, I gave it a three. Oh, well, that's good. That's not horrible. No, it was average. I gave it a four. I liked I feel, it a lot. Yeah. I feel like, you know, if I really dislike a movie, then it gets like a one or two. But if it's just basically boring, I feel like that's what a three is. <laughs> Which may be bad. Maybe I should give twos and ones for boring. Well, I gave it a four because I could have given it a five if it hadn't had that lull that I felt mm -hmm. in the middle. But it was kind of lully in the middle. So Yeah. All right. And then Christmas trees, I gave it a three. See, and I gave it a five basically mostly because of the music. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing yours is a love. Mine is a love. I did love it. Mine's a it nonsense. Not <laughs> okay. So now... I, th I think that means our rankings are going to be totally different of how we I would put so these. I think so, too. Okay. So my number one is a little difficult for me to pick, but I think I'm going to go Next Stop Christmas. That's my number one for sure. Absolutely. Number, number two is Mrs. Miracle Christmas. See, and I would probably put a Christmas treasure. Yep. That's where I thought we'd flip. So, and then, But then I would do Mrs. Miracle Christmas. Okay. And then Gingerbread Miracle would be the last one? Well, the real last one is the Great, great, <laughs> the great Christmas Switch. <laughs> But if we stick to just Hallmark. Yes. Yeah. But I do feel like, I really do feel like though, this I felt like was the strongest weekend that they've had. And I know you didn't watch Gingerbread Miracle to have an opinion about it. Mm -hmm. 
But I really did feel like this was the strongest weekend that we've had across the board. I think I could agree with that because I felt more strongly about the two movies that I did like than I think I'd say other two movies. Because I can't even remember. Like, I can remember the main ones I liked from the last two weekends, but I don't know that I can remember the second ones that I liked from the past two weekends. That's how I felt. Is I feel like first weekend, Santa Stakeout, Mm -hmm. and second weekend, Christmas in Harmony, but then the others kind of were just below it yeah and then this weekend i really enjoyed all of the movies that i watched except for that other one hopefully this bodes well for future weekends now that we're really getting into christmas time i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) it was a fluke i was looking ahead and i don't know we'll see if it's in the preview I can't remember what's coming up, but I'm not. There's there's a weekend either next weekend or the one after that. I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue for us to end this episode. And you yep. guys can stay tuned for the next one where we preview not only Hallmark's Christmas movies for this coming weekend, but Lifetime starts their Christmas movies. So we're oh, covering yeah. both. So stay tuned for our next episode. Bye, guys. Bye. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.